What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. Good morning. Did you have a good nap? You did? Oh, what was that? I like your sleep shirt. I love this baby, I want this baby, and I need this baby. Also, I look exactly like this when I wake up in the morning. I love my sleep shirts. You might want to rethink the nightgown first. There's a whole Ebenezer Scrooge thing happening. Oh my God, that's who I was thinking of. You know what? I'll do it myself. Kay. My best to Bob Cratchit. I really hope that you have heard at least a song or two from Casey Musgrave's new album because there is some major drama brewing around it. Bravo, conservatives. This is your moment. What the heck are you thinking about Sheena Shea's fiance, Brock? Because I have some thoughts. As we wrap up on this season of Only Murders in the Building, don't cancel your Hulu subscription yet because I have another show that I'm obsessing over. And don't miss everything that happened this week in pop culture history with the Pop Culture Rewind. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. Can we just take a moment for my spoopy set? How cool is this? Look at my little ghosties. Get yourself a little ghost boy, a ghost boy. I'm feeling more than a little justified to take down country music today. Who's with me? Oh my God, why are we fighting about this? Because ambulance lady Casey Musgraves has been robbed. All right, gloves off. You want a piece of me? According to Billboard, the Recording Academy has decided that Casey Musgraves' new album, Starcrossed, is ineligible for Best Country Album at the 2022 Grammys. They've moved it to the Pop Vocal Album category instead. That's just plain wrong. You know the saying, even a clock with two heads gets it right 1% of the time. Are you having a stroke? Look, they're totally screwing Casey out of a Grammy. They scared. They knew she would totally sweep the Yeehaw category. When I say yeah, you say ho! world is the majority of country music today even considered country. All of it is pop. Casey Musgraves is more country than Luke Bryan. True country fans know I'm right. The boomers at the Recording Academy gots to go. They're all hard of hearing and have forgotten how to categorize music. I loathe award shows now. Everything is bought and paid for. I would rather watch that mom on Maid make out with her vacuum. I'm clean the house now, 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 people. I want this place looking like Disney on ice in one minute. Harry, if you haven't made your bed, throw it away. It's too late to make it now. What in the deadbeat dad is going on with Sheena Shea's fiance? You know, some people have no willpower, no brains, no vision. They just drift through life like lumps of crap. The Vanderpump Rules star told Lala Kent in Tuesday's episode that her Australian fiance, Brock Davies, hasn't spoken to his own kids in four years when he broke up with their mom and moved to America. Can't have a conscience in the pimp game. Brock Davies has two kids named Eli and Winter and apparently told Sheena that he hasn't even FaceTimed them in four 
four years! Whoa, red flag. In the episode, he defended himself by saying, me and my ex, we had two beautiful kids, we split up, and she felt like I abandoned her and the kids by coming to America. She moved on with the kid's stepdad, who then fulfilled the role of being a dad for my kids. Here's where it gets even weirder to me. Sheena and Brock had a daughter together and named her Summer when his other daughter, who he abandoned, is named Winter. If they end up in therapy for having a reality star dad, will they just call it seasonal depression? <laughs> Either way, I'm praying these abandonment issues aren't a trend, like naming people seasons. I'm gonna be real honest with you right now. This moment came to me in a dream. To be transparent with you, I don't watch Bravo shows, so maybe I'm not being totally fair. If you're a Bravo servative and you know Sheena and Brock super well, please weigh in, because right now he sounds awful. It just makes me uncomfortable. There is a new Home Alone movie in the franchise and it's coming out November 12th. I just don't know how to feel. Ellie Kemper's in it and allegedly Buzz and Macaulay Culkin will be too. It's called Home Sweet Home Alone. Twas the night before Christmas vacation. And the fun was in full swing. You have split our family onto two separate flights. Mom! Max, please! The family left for their big vacation. Is that everyone? The cars are leaving now! But forgot one little thing. Mom? Dad? Uncle Blake? They don't even know I'm here. They don't even know I'm here. Why are we even revisiting this premise in 2021? Does no one in the family have a smartphone? Are none of them in their neighborhood homeowners association? You're trying to sell us the idea that this kid doesn't just text or Snapchat another member in his family? He'd probably just TikTok the entire situation and go viral. Actually, a break-in would be the best case scenario because of the brand deals he'd get. Anyway, we all know this doesn't work in modern culture. Leave great movies alone. I'm sick of it. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert, or I'm gonna slap you silly. Oh, here we go. Get a load of this crap. Fast food chains are now having to send half of their corporate workers to work in the kitchens because they can't hire enough staff. Mom, can we stop at McDonald's? Jessica, I'm making dinner at home. I hate this Family. Raising Cane's is sending out 500 of their 750 corporate workers to the streets to sling some chicken and crack some heads. I imagine that will go something like this. Is it true that you can leap over a chair from a standing position? It depends on the size of the chair. Uh, I'll cheat a little bit. <laughs> yes! Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. There are two million more unemployed people now than there were pre-pandemic. Some of them probably won't come back to work because they're making more on unemployment and the other ones more than likely refuse to get the jab of the hut. Okay, describe yourself in three words. Um, hungry, annoyed, fat. Okay, sidebar, just cause I'm in the mood to throw hands, you know Raising Cane's is better than Chick-fil-A, right? <laughs> Last night, I started a brand new show on Hulu called Dope Sick that I am obsessed with because the Oxycontin big pharma crap is so fascinating to me. I think that in the last year, I've watched like 10 documentaries on the subject. I know most people don't think about us up there in the mountains. Many of my patients are minors. It's dangerous work and they carry the burden of building this nation on their backs. They're pain. These people, my people, trusted me. 
can't believe how many of them are good now. We've begun looking at something that could be big. Oxycontin. Purdue Pharma, they've been marketing the drug as something that's not addictive, when it clearly is. All your doctors are going to be asking, how is this even possible? Your most effective talking point are these magic words. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. One... They told me that less than 1% would become addicted. The opioid crisis is something that I really do want to learn more about. The fact that the whole thing was basically concocted as a means to make money is truly the ultimate true crime story and not surprising. Are you on drugs or alcohol? No, sir. Do you take drugs or alcohol? What is drugs? Actually, if any cute conservatives do nonprofit work that fights the opioid epidemic or big pharma or knows someone who does, please let me know in the comments. I'd love to investigate more on an episode of The Spillover or a pop doc, so tell me what you think. Drugs. No, we're okay. Drugs? This is awkward. No, thank you. Drugs. Who, inv who invited? It is Thursday already, little Friday. You know what that means, right, little hamster? <laughs> Let's take a little trip and see what happened this week in pop culture history with the Pop Culture Rewind. This week in 1692, the Salem witch trials ended via a letter from Massachusetts Governor William Phipps. He was like, you know what? Maybe burning chicks at the stake and accusing them of being witches because you don't like them is a little extreme. We should probably cut that out. Good call, dude. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog too. This week in 1793 was a bad time to be Marie Antoinette. The widow of Louis XVI was guillotined at the height of the French Revolution. The phrase, let the meat cake is often attributed to Marie, but there is no evidence she ever said it. I'm afraid the Queen has a somewhat artistic temperament. It's not too much, is it? <gasps> no. In the year 2000 this week, Curb Your Enthusiasm premiered on HBO, one of my absolute favorite shows. <laughs> no. 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 In 2001 this week, one of the first old companies to fall behind in the digital era, the Polaroid Corporation, filed for federal bankruptcy protection. There's a piece of the sun in Polaroid's new sun camera so you don't drag people out in the sun to take pictures. I don't have to stand there and squint? Nope. It's a new system. Why waste a shot in this light? We turned bad light into good pictures. Didn't waste that shot. You've never been so sure of an instant picture. Perfect. But isn't it expensive? No, but wasting film in bad light is. Besides, you never buy flash or extra battery. And then this week in 2007, an icon was born. Keeping Up with the Kardashians premiered on E! And our culture was never the same. All right, we're ready. No, no, no. We're right here. The wind, you guys. Is this necessary? No change. Oh. Awful. No, that is not cute. Yeah, 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 I'm I need someone to make me laugh. Where's Kim? Kim is always late. Oh. Here. Out of our way. Stop. Jealous. Enough. Stop. Enough. That's it. We're done. And that's what happened this week in pop culture history.
We are legit hours away from the new episode of The Spillover on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tomorrow you can watch the episode on TPUSA Live and Politics's YouTube channel. The answer to who the guest is comes tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, and the episode drops at midnight Eastern. All I can tell you is that this episode is more on the political side, I guess. It's all about how you debate a certain topic with a very cool and very special expert. It's gonna be an episode that you go back to time and time again just to memorize everything and have it in your back pocket every time you want to change someone's mind. Okay, have I said too much? We love you so much. We're so proud of you. But you need to shut up. As much as we love The Spillover, don't forget that it wouldn't exist without the OG, politics, and we are still on the road to 100K. Help us get there by liking this episode, as always. And there are a few things I want to know today. One, if you've been personally affected by the opioid epidemic, please share your story in the comments if you're willing to. Also, does Casey Musgrave's new album belong in the country or pop category? DM this episode to one friend who is a potato and tap the save button. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Before I go, though, please look at this. <laughs> Try not to cry. Big worms don't cry. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.